Good morning. We've been thinking about heaven. And this is the fourth part of that little study. I hope you're finding it a help and an encouragement and a glorious prospect. In the last message, we thought of a door opened in heaven to receive the whole church, which of course includes every believer from the moment the Holy Spirit descended on the day of Pentecost until the rapture. Today we're going to see what will greet us when that glorious moment arrives. We will begin to see with our own eyes things that we were only able previously to partially understand and to accept by faith. We shall see a throne and the unspeakable glory and majesty of the one who occupies that throne. It's very interesting to notice that what John sees is, as he puts it, like The only way he can describe this throne and the mighty God who sits upon it is with likenesses. He illustrates it by using precious stones, jasper, sardine stone, emerald, gold, crystal and so on, which indicate wealth and power, majesty, beauty, worth, radiance and intrinsic glory. When you think about it, how else would it be possible to describe that which is heavenly, belonging to another world, outside of this universe, outside of this sphere in which we're so used to living. That which is infinite and belonging to that eternal, that eternity, the realm of eternity, far beyond and outside the ability of the finite mind to be able to grasp. This was perhaps something of the revelation Paul had experienced you remember what we spoke about, which he was forbidden to tell, that we considered in that earlier message. You remember that it wasn't only that he was forbidden, but there just weren't human words that were adequate to describe what he saw. So he said it was unspeakable, or literally indescribable. What we're going to see when we get there are things and persons that some have endeavoured to explain who and what they are, and I've heard it many times, but perhaps our best response now is just to bow in adoring worship before that God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God and Father. As we've seen, this heavenly scene can only be described in pictorial language, as we wouldn't otherwise be able to grasp it at all. But what I do want us to see is that this majestic, glorious, indescribable other world, if you like, is the eternal house and home of the redeemed. And the door will soon be opened to receive all of God's children together, to share with Christ that place of glory and joy and eternal rest. What a prospect, child of God, this morning. And I just find it so difficult to understand why it is that when we speak to people who don't know Christ as their saviour and we talk of heaven and home and we talk of the best being yet to be and we talk of the certainty beyond death of a place of peace and glory and eternal blessing, why it is that people don't reach out and grasp and receive 
these blessings which are available in the person of the Lord Jesus, coming to him and trusting him as their saviour. You see, chapters 4 and 5 of Revelation are the first things, I believe, that we will see. And we've thought about a rainbow-encircled throne. And I just want to say that rainbow speaks of God's promise, as we thought about. It speaks of all God's promises. And they're going to be realised. You see, the promises of God are, the scripture says, yea and amen. When we say amen, we say, let it be so, Lord. But when God says amen, he's effectively effectively saying, it's already done. It's already accomplished. It's settled. The word of God is settled in heaven. So when we, the first thing that we see is the fulfillment of all God's promises that you and I who have come to know Christ as our Saviour and believed on him, we've grasped them with the hand, if you like, with the heart of faith, and those things are going to become a reality. When the door is opened in heaven, either individually, as we saw, uh, or ultimately at the rapture, when every child of God will together go through that open door into all these eternal blessings. May God just touch the hearts of the saved this morning with the prospect of that wonder and glory that awaits us. And if there are any that are not yet saved, the Lord is able to save and he's willing to save. Come to him and receive him. He loves you. He died to be your saviour. God bless you this morning.